Welcome to another episode of the Dentology Podcast, where we discuss the business of dentistry. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing all the non-clinical aspects of dentistry, from goodwill values, finance, marketing, how to buy and sell a dental practice mindset, through to where you can invest your money in team management issues. My name is Andy Acton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Trevens. Let's jump straight into it. Some people's stories just catch you out, don't they? You're not expecting it. No, no. I mean... uh... Anyone listening, she is like a tsunami of enthusiasm mm. and positivity. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, you almost just want to, if you could bottle it and, and mm. say, hey, have a drop of Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> but get stuff done as well and just keeps driving forward. You know, in mm. face of setbacks, what are they? Yeah. You know, mm. her, her attitude is, well, that's it's like a bump in the road. That's really, not going to stop yeah. me. No, and uh, brilliant. her childhood story and coming to the UK and... You know the practice and work. Honestly, there's there's so much in there, but I think for me, just resilience and perseverance mm. just came through oh, so yeah, strongly. Relentlessness, but you know, people get stressed about moving house or something. Yeah, know, when she was talking about twice. kind of the mentorship that she's done for others, but she then uses that as a positive energy back mm. into herself. Like I say, an incredibly impressive person. Yeah, it's really, really impressive, brilliant. and just lovely. You know, a really nice enthusiastic, positive, bright, you know, every other positive yeah. word I can think of. Oh, I imagine if you have an interaction with Nicola, you come away for it all yeah. the better for yeah. it. You don't forget her. Absolutely. Brilliant. So welcome to our latest episode of Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. And today we are so, so lucky. Uh, we are joined by Nicola Gore. And Nicola Gore is a dentist who qualified at Guy's, principal at Totteridge Dental Studio with her delightful husband, Matthew, longstanding VT foundation dentist trainer, author of Dentistry in a Nutshell with Dr. Rabia Mahan, multiple award winner, founder of the British Iran Dental Association. And, and, and pause, out already. pause, so welcome, Nicola. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you so much, Andy and Chris. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for the Brilliant. amazing introduction. I love it. <laughs> I'm, glad you had, I'm glad you had time to fit us in, Nicola. I was going to say, you've, you've, you've done so much. It's incredible how much you, you, you pack in. Mm. Yeah, I've been very blessed, Andy. I've got really good people around me who help me. So I, I'm not going to take all the credit. <laughs> uh, but yes, I do tend to pack in a lot. Like you guys. I see you guys are really busy as well always <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's healthy i think it's that thing isn't it yeah. kind of the more you do the more you're able to get to get done um yeah. but there's there's so much we want to get yeah. through we'd like to talk about mm-hmm. all different aspects of your and your life mm-hmm. and your business but we always think the best place to start is at the beginning yeah um mm-hmm. so tell us about your childhood because mm-hmm. you moved around quite a bit didn't oh, you I before did. you settled in the uk yes, absolutely. yeah so tell us that story well, yeah thank you for asking me to say my story <laughs> um basically i was born here in bristol um in in uk in bristol because my parents met in england and um <sighs> they got married in england and my my dad um he's a well he was a surgeon orthopedic surgeon and my mom a midwife and they both met in Hampstead in a hospital called New End Hospital. And that's how it all started. Um, and my dad, being a, um, a very early doctor, he had to travel everywhere. So he went to different uh, cities to do his registrar posts and um, senior reg posts. And um, every city he went, he ended up having a daughter. <laughs> so I was born in Bristol. <laughs> my other sister, Natasha, was born in Canterbury. And, and my mom, being a midwife, so she knew the maternity wards very well because she was working 
working in all those hospitals as well. Yeah. And my younger sister, Ninette, was born in London. And um, oh. so uh, basically, um, when we were all little, uh, because the weather in England wasn't that great, and um, my parent, my mom didn't have any help with three daughters. She, uh, we decided to move back to Iran, and at that time, um, there was there was a king, uh, the King Pahlavi still reigning, and um, my dad was offered an amazing post to open a hospital um, uh, in uh, in a city called Sh- uh, Mashhad. So we all moved um, lock, stock, and barrel to Mashhad, which the second largest city wow. in Iran after Tehran, Tehran being the capital. And um, then hmm. uh, my dad opened up the hospital, became the director of orthopedics there. And uh, my mom um, was the director manager of the midwifery section. And uh, we were treated really like royalty because we were half, my dad is Indian and my mom is Iranian. So being like sort of expats, uh, we were t- treated really well and we had a very, hmm. very good lifestyle. So uh, that's how we ended up in Iran. And um, we sort of, uh, I, I knew a little bit of English, but obviously my English got really diluted um, being sort of being in school in Iran. But my parents kept bringing us back for boarding schools and like trips abroad. And uh, my dad's English, obviously, he was an English speaking person because he was raised in Australia. So um, we were practicing with him a bit, but it's not the same you know you can't learn english really well Mm. in a different Mm. country Uh, like you can't learn any other language in a different country so uh basically it's harder isn't it so um basically (laughs) we we picked up english a little bit um we did our g well i did my gcses in iran which were called were o levels really and then that's the Mm. time when um the revolution had hit already. Um, the country was into pieces a little bit. Um, things are not as great as it was before. And the Iran-Iraq war hit as well. And uh, we were mm. like sort of right in the middle of it with my dad being a surgeon, having to go to war, to the war front. And it was mm. like chaotic for our family. And that's when my uh, mom decided that we need to move back here. And it was time for me to go to university. So uh, we packed our bags and we left. Uh, we left Iran. We left all our memories behind, um, all our childhood memories, um, and uh, we moved here. I was seventeen, and right in time to wow. do A level. When you when you when you came back to the when you came back to the UK, yeah. I had um, uh-huh. lunch with an Iranian dentist last yes. week, uh-huh. and he, his story is similar to yours. Uh-huh. But they effectively had to flee the country, yeah. and he had to come up via Turkey. Mm-hmm. And Bulgaria, uh-huh. and, and eventually met family in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Was your was your passage out of Iran? Was it more stable, was, or did you need to flee? Was much easier because I was British, um, had a British passport, so we're right. all British. My parents British, right. you know. Mm. I was born here, so we all were British. With um, you know, so we didn't have to um, sort of do a uh, right, you know run yeah. away from the country we chose to leave, and um, you know we chose to leave, and we we came here quite easily. Just we didn't even need a visa, so because we showed up British passport. Mm sports at the border so uh, we came Mm -hmm. here and uh, we started life from zero again Um, so just imagine uh, living like a royalty (laughs) having driver chef Mm, cook everything um, and then having to come back here and face um, you know renting a a place and then eventually my dad bought a very small apartment and my dad had to start from scratch as well and now um, 
guys, when I have a look at my dad's life, um, he was 50 when we came here. And he started from zeros. And he had a thriving um, orthopedic uh, private practice where people would queue to see him. And he didn't close. He didn't sell it. And now I'm thinking, why didn't he sell his goodwill? It cost a lot of money that goodwill. Mm. He just closed the practice overnight mm. and just came here for us. And he sacrificed a lot. Started doing locums, um, you know, in various hospitals in London, like St Thomas's, Lewisham Hospital, guys. And eventually, he he got himself a permanent job in Lewisham Hospital as director of orthopedics, mm. and he was teaching. Uh, but when I look back now, I really admire him because he just did so much it's for his family. The that he exactly. Made. Who would, yeah. at the age of fifty, yeah. when you're all settled, you've got everything in place, you just close for your sake of mm. your kids. Uh, just leave, you know, just mm. because he don't want to see. He could have sent us to yeah. boarding school here on our own, where many parents did that, or send us to different countries, you know, on our own. But uh, my parents mm. chose not to do that. They chose to just close everything wow. overnight and come with us. So yeah, mm. so that's yeah. Uh, that's how the story started, and we ended up in England in 1987. Back in England in 1987, permanently. Right, yeah. yeah. And so your father is an orthopedic surgeon, your your mother's a yes. midwife. So healthcare's kind of in the it family. Is, so yeah. was dentist was dentistry a natural career progression <laughs> for you or had you considered other healthcare professions? <laughs> well, well you, you know Andy and Chris, my dad my mom wanted me to be a doctor. Um and he she said doctor, you're going to be a doctor Nicola. <laughs> doctor Nicola from childhood was in my head that I'm going to be a doctor. And then when I um those days, do you remember we had OCA forms, not UCAS. Um I think yeah. you guys are younger than me, yeah. you probably don't remember. And uh, in OCA forms uh. we I think I'm older than you. I tell you, but that's kind of thank you very much. So, uh, our forms you could you could fill in five options, different options. You didn't have to stick to mm. one subject. So, I did apply for medicine, dentistry, pharmacy, and chemistry, all in London, and um, oh, wow. I got all my offers. And when it came to crunch time, so I had chosen medicine and dentistry. And when it came to crunch time, my dad said, um, "Dentistry, don't go for medicine." Because medicine has got long hours and it's hard, and to get to the top is quite difficult uh, for a woman. You know, you're going to be a mom one day, so uh, choose dentistry. And I thought, you know what, 32 teeth, what can go wrong versus the whole body? <laughs> <laughs> It's a limited space, yeah, yeah, exactly. or you thought. And I thought, <laughs> the, and you the, know the, what? The naivety Honestly, of it. <laughs> how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah. there were times when my dad would say, oh my God, I'm so sorry I made you choose this career. It's such a hard career. Uh, because it is not an easy career. You know, when you're in medicine, you're really backed up yeah. in hospital. You're backed up by the directors. You're backed up by your team. You've got someone who'll do the radiology report, someone who'll do the pathology diagnosis. Mm. As a dentist, you do everything on your own. It's a one-man show. Mm. So that's why it it, yeah. it is quite a hard career um, to sustain. It's a lonely, it's a and lonely it's a lonely career. career. Yeah, I, think. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is quite a lonely. Yeah, place. it yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. particularly because well, the average dental practice is I don't know probably three surgeries. Mm -hmm. So that probably means it's in most cases you're sole principal. Yeah. You're working with a team of eight or nine other people. Yes, that's right. It really is a micro it business. Who but you, who as you, you said, share stuff with, well, yeah. I think that's the most. Yeah. But also the with a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Because, you know, you're, yeah. 
you, you're using mm-hmm. high-speed drills in in the yeah. mouth where there's you know lots going yeah, on absolutely. Um, but you're in a self-contained environment yeah absolutely yeah. it's a small environment everyone's nervous nobody wants to have a needle in their mouth you know one small movement of the tongue you can mm. actually end up traumatizing the tongue um, then on top of that you're thinking of mm. cqc you're thinking of your accounts you're thinking of your appraisals for your staff you, you know it's just like it's never ending it, it is you do um, mm. you do need a big team around you you do need people to help you in this career it's a quite a tough career to be in yeah mm. and, and i mean we'll come on to your your training side of yeah. things but what what advice would you give younger people thinking about dentistry as a profession based mm-hmm. on the advice you got from your father and your experience yeah. what what would you advise mm-hmm. a you know a 15 16 17 year old young young boy or girl now who's thinking about mm-hmm. it as a, as a career? you know such a good question yeah, <laughs> be a pharmacist that's what my daughter's studying <laughs> my daughter's studying to be a pharmacist <laughs> uh, yeah go. that's that's very sound advice chris <laughs> you know um i Definitely. i think um it's very difficult at the age of 15, 16 to decide what career mm. you want to be in, you know, because, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're still a child, you know, you're not, you haven't really seen a lot. You, maybe your parents have taken you to a dentist or a doctor or you haven't really like sort of ventured out. So I think the UK system of deciding on your career is a bit wrong. It's a bit premature. And I mm. like the US way where they say do a degree, then after that decide um, on, on what other profession you want to take but going back to your question Mm. if somebody decides they want to do dentistry I think firstly they need to spend some time in a dental practice Um, they need to actually observe Mm. to see you know um, how it works how the day-to-day works and uh, how the ups and downs are how much time the dentist has to spend and also they have to uh, they have to like people because if you if you are if you are a bit introvert um if you don't like people, if you don't like social gatherings, if you don't like opening up to people, it, it, this job is not for you because this job takes a lot of uh, talking and communication. And you need to be able to talk to your patients, explain stuff, get informed consent before you do treatment. And if you mm. don't like talking to people, um, it's, it's, you, you're going to really suffer. Uh, you're going to really suffer in this type mm. of job. Um, so I, I personally think that um, A-levels, GCSEs are great, but I think you sh- we should teach our kids communication skills from earlier on. We should teach them about you know how to speak to people, how to communicate, because those are the skills which are going to help us in real, in real life. And if I was to advise mm. uh, the younger generation, that's what I will always say. Work on your communication mm. skills. I think that's, I think it's good mm. advice, and I, I think sadly, lots of those kind of basic human communication skills are being lost yeah. because people use technology so much. Yes. People mm. spend so much time online, yes. they don't talk and chat and use body language. Mm. No, yes. and all the don't things that calls. we would naturally yes. do. People want to be on their phone and they'll they'll message their friend in the next yes. room as opposed to walking and have a yeah. conversation. It's mm. it's changing, mm. and like you say, when you're when you're physically with yes. somebody, you can get so much more out mm-hmm. of them by seeing the body yes. language and you know the facial expressions mm. and yeah. everything else. So no, I think mm. that's that's great advice. I'd be really interested. Sorry, I'd be really interested mm-hmm. if you went back thirty mm-hmm. years and asked people. Because I bet you dentists would see communication as you know a lot of dentists at that era would see communication as that important. No. Mm. I wonder whether they'd see more about the fact of no, you're just coming mm. in. I'm a dentist. I'm mm. going to 
drill and fill your yeah. teeth now. Off you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's. I think that evolution of, of yeah. dentistry being more of a community, as you were saying, yeah. Nicola, a communication. Because yeah. without mm. it, you won't get informed consent. Absolutely. And, mm. yeah, I, I think it's amazing mm. how it's moving. But yeah. I think in your career, mm-hmm. Nicola, I think it goes beyond mm. just the communication with the mm-hmm. patients. I saw mm-hmm. you. You did um, mm-hmm. a lecture. I think it was Icon yes. um, with the Smile yes, Clinic that's guys. Right. I came over to oh, one of yes. their courses, and you you were yes. training, and it was primarily younger yes. dentists, but you, they were hanging on your every yeah. word. So your communication mm-hmm. doesn't kind of just get limited to patients. No. You obviously have a way of engaging with younger mm-hmm. dentists when you're talking mm-hmm. about a specialist area like yes. ICOM that gets them enthused yeah. and excited mm-hmm. about it. Was that, mm-hmm. and I, I know mm-hmm. that you're, you're a trainer yeah. and you've been a trainer for a number oh, of Lord, years, yeah. haven't you? Since 2004. So you, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, well. So, and, and mm-hmm. I assume that that as an approach mm-hmm. must feature quite heavily in how mm-hmm. you how you take those young dentists through that yeah. program. Well, you know, um, what it is is um, Andy and Chris, I observe a lot um, and I, I pick out role models where I just think, I like the way Andy spoke. I like the way Chris spoke. And I like the way uh, the hand gestures were or the way... And I pick that and I I memorize that. And then I practice it. I practice it on on a person who would like (laughs) to listen to me, like Matt. Like, you know, and, 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 I, and, and I sort of look at politicians to see how they talk, you know, um, how they, you know, open their arms and they're not sort of not stick their arms to the thing. You know, they're open. So it shows that openness. It shows that, you know, the eye contact. So, um, you know, um, I've, I've managed to learn all this because remember when I came to England, my English was really weak. And honestly, when I went to uni, most of the people in my year were English. We didn't have... We had a handful of Asians, uh, but we had a lot of people who were like Eton, Harrow boys, you know, they were quite posh boys. We had a lot of people from up wow. north where I couldn't understand their accents at all. So I had to actually learn <laughs> how to speak with them and how to become friends with people like who are not used to their culture. And I think coming out of my mm. comfort zone uh, was the first step in making me a, a good teacher and a good listener uh, because I had to learn it the hard way myself and um, and also uh, so mm. many step uh, step backs um, I've had during my dental school where I almost got kicked out out of dentistry in the second year purely because my English was weak and um, there were certain really? yes there were certain words I didn't understand like for instance I didn't know what beveling means you know like you have you have the enamel the cavity yeah. you bevel it to increase the surface mm. area for bonding and um, there were words mm. like this which wasn't in my vocabulary and um, you know I had to like go and find out from other people to find out what it was and um, then it got to a point where um, the supervisor in my second year when we started Phantom Head said to me uh, Nicola I don't think dentistry is for you I think you need to find yourself another career and um, I said to him I don't understand why you're saying this you know passing all my exams he said it's not about exams it's about um, your level of understanding and about your manual dexterity and I'm like, I didn't even know what manual dexterity was. So I go to my dad. Uh, dad what is, I remember I've been in England two years only. Uh, so I did my A-levels only in mm. one year. I didn't do my A-levels in two years. So I, did, I really like, uh, you know, pressurized myself to finish my A-levels. Went straight to uni. Mm. So I hardly been in England wow. uh, when I went to uni. And um, my dad said, 
and dexterity doesn't often come up in a exactly. conversation, does it? No, it's it not wasn't like, like learn, it's not it? something <laughs> like I would like a, a me eighteen year old coming from Iran would know that word. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I know that word. That's, a, that's oh, I use that all yes, the time. Yes, yeah, yeah, of dexterity. course, oh, common. Tip of my tongue, tip of my tongue. That word, yeah. So yeah. my dad said, look, um, he had actually in his British um, Medical Association uh, journal, he actually found an article which said manual dex- dexterity is acquired. He said, go back to him and say manual de- dexterity is acquired and I'm going to learn it. So I went back to him. I said that you, you, mm. I am not going to leave dental school. I'm going to finish. And this is acquired. I'm going to show you that I will actually excel. And, um, and that, uh, from that point on, I thought, you know what, I'm going to observe everyone that I think they're doing well. I'm going to learn from them. And, um, and in the five years, honestly, I didn't party. I didn't go out. All I was doing was just focusing on getting through dental school. But now I'm making up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, say, now you're observing people at parties. Yeah, why not? (laughs) I I, I see you at lots of balls in very good gowns. Yeah, you certainly make it up for it now. Honestly, I I don't say no to a good party now. I'm going everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But within you, where does this this desire to help and serve come Mm -hmm. from? Because when I talk to lots of dentists, lots of people reference you as as their Mm -hmm. mentor. You know, oh, I know I know lots I of dentists know. that are grateful for the support that yeah. you've given them and continue mm-hmm. to give them. But but where, where does that where does that kind of desire? Because mm. I, I know the, the dental community yes. is good, but lots of people get very wrapped up in their yeah. own world. Mm. But as you seem to spend a lot of time supporting so many yeah. other people, and it takes time, it's, doesn't yeah. it? You know, you have to do yeah. it properly. It's um, if I tell you that I think it comes naturally, would you believe me? <laughs> You know, I I don't have to I don't have to make an effort. Um, I just um I just yeah, feel like um, I'm here and you know everyone's in, uh, here in this world for a reason, and I have found my reason and I know what what it is I'm here mm. for, and um and I think partly it's to do with the way my parents raised me because I observed my parents the way they were so forthcoming with information with helping people and um, I think I learned that um, uh, subconsciously or unconsciously Mm. from them observing them and also um, I think Matt had a big impact in my life because he's such a kind man and he had like a really big impact so I learned a lot from him because I met him when I was 23 or 22. I was going to ask you when did you meet Yeah I met him when I was 23. 23. I think I was 23, 22. I was in my third year dental school when I met him and um and then uh, and also i think because i've given and i've received more it's just made me want to do more and i see um how Mm. and i love it when people progress when people are doing well i actually really enjoy it um and uh, and it Mm. keeps me going and it keeps me motivated and young and um it Mm. and this has helped me to be around young people (laughs) I don't want to be around older people. Mm, I want to be yeah. around young people, <laughs> like you guys. But it's interesting listening to <laughs> listening to your the story of your parents. Yeah. Whilst they're your parents as well, they sound like great yeah. mentors as well because the support mm-hmm. and the encouragement and the positivity yeah. they've given you from such a young mm-hmm. age it sounds very much like as you're talking that that you're kind of carrying that spirit on in how you're passing that forward to, to the younger generation, yeah. which is so lovely. hard to comprehend, mm. isn't it? You know, for to to go from mm. Bristol to Iran, then have to leave Iran to come back mm-hmm. again. Yeah, it's you know, and come back with nothing. Yeah. 
it, it, it's unless mm. you, you I don't think anyone yeah. can probably really appreciate it unless they've yeah. they've been in that situation and to go through the we war can hear the words but it's not the and same. go through a war yeah, like yeah. similar yeah. to what Ukraine is going through we had similar mm, war yeah. Yeah. and um to go through yeah. a war to be um you know in blackout most of the time studying in blackout and um having the red uh, siren going on which we had to like hide away then my mom um had a really bad medical uh, uh, trauma bec- in 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 during the um you know during one of the red alerts she cut her leg had to go to hospital it's been like really traumatic but at the same time and the revolution mm. was quite traumatic <clears throat> Uh, but at the same time, yeah. it's built a resilience in me and my sisters mm. that um, I feel that nothing is impossible. This is a word I seem to be using all the time, even with my trainees. Uh, the, even the impossible is mm. possible. And um, and uh, yeah. I'm making it happen as, as I'm getting older. Um, I'm finding my way to make the impossible possible. And um, I tell this to all my trainees, my students, you know, just go with the flow. Just choose what you want to do and just believe in yourself and just do it. Mm. And because when you decide, you put it in the universe, somehow or other, you find people who will come and help you. And this is what's happened. This is the story yeah. of my mm. life. You know, I've thrown things into the universe. I want to do this. And then out of the blue, things just, people come, you know, and I'm sure you guys, uh, uh, this has happened to you as well. Mm. You know, all of a sudden you get, people coming around you who want to help you who want to um you know make your yeah, your plan yeah. come true yeah mm. but i think also i think we're we're naturally drawn to people that have good energy yeah. and a positive mm-hmm. and, and and you're one mm-hmm. of those Thank so when you, you start sharing ideas yeah. people want to be part of yeah, it, yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. you that's want right. to be part of yeah. it you know you like that yeah. that kind of energy and the success which which, which yeah. comes with it becomes a bit like that mutual appreciation the pass it on yeah. sort of thing doesn't it yeah, yeah. well if i'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm just going to pass on some advice yeah. to you, you know, whether you use it or then you might then pass it on yeah. to someone yeah. else or whatever. I think it's a, a yeah. great way yeah. to live. Mm. You, you've mentioned mm-hmm. Matt a few yeah. times. Obviously, Matt's yeah. your husband and mm-hmm. yeah, he's a, mm-hmm. a clinician mm-hmm. as well on, yeah. on the hygiene side. Yeah. So you're, mm-hmm. you're in business together, you're married, yeah. you've got a family. Mm-hmm. H- how, does, how does that work? Uh, because so. <laughs> you obviously spend an extraordinary amount of time together. And, and, yeah. and, and he cooks. Oh, oh and, and an amazing yeah. cook as well. Honestly, amazing cook I've got to invite you guys over. Oh my God. God, his <laughs> Italian dishes are to die for. Honestly, he makes the best spaghetti, <laughs> lasagna, everything. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, me and Matt have been married for 25 years now, and we met um, we, yeah. when he he was in Queen Mary. I was in um, guys, and but in Queen Mary, he was studying to, uh, computer science. So um, Matt has got four degrees. Oh. He's got a degree from Iran in maths. He's got a degree in computer science from Queen Mary. Masters in computer science hygiene diploma wow. and therapy <laughs> so he's like done he's just he's he just, just like, <laughs> done everything <laughs> so he he's done well but um me and matt we've got a good uh, balance um so we we sort of um we know when what when to do what so he's um really helped me progress in my career i mean uh, you know without his support um i wouldn't have progressed so far because whenever i've said matt i want to do this do it i want to do that but who's going to look after the children who's going to pick up from school he says don't worry i'll do it so one of the reasons he he went into hygiene therapy was that we, we needed someone to be more flexible 
and he could choose his hours. So that's why he right. went into study to be a hygiene therapist. Guess what? At oh, what yeah, age? He, he, he started at the age of 42 and he finished at the age of 45. So um, wow. he um, he That's started very selfless, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He started to, very late to, to do that. Yeah, some, and uh, and yeah. we had uh, a practice. Then we had two kids under the age of three, and uh, he was full time in studying. And we had just um, got the practice. The practice was um, a sort of um, a squat practice. Harrow wheel dental practice, squat practice. So, um, so it was hard. It was really hard. Uh, but you know what? Um, hardship makes your relationship stronger. So I always say that it's like a diamond. You know, it's been shattered and broken into pieces to become a diamond. It's a piece of glass, and that's how our relationship I feel is getting stronger year by mm. year. Um, and it, we. We sort of understand each other better now. I'm sure you guys agree with your wives. Mm. <laughs> sort of have yeah, a better yeah. level oh, of yeah, understanding. I agree with all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way. That's the best way. I like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case you might happen to listen. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but we talked about you and your your dental yeah. career and your training and your you know yeah. your training and the mentoring yeah. and, and and matt but there's still there's still two more areas mm-hmm. because i know mm-hmm. you, you recently wrote a book dentistry yeah. in a nutshell yeah. um mm-hmm. and you also have your association mm-hmm. so tell us tell us about the book first yeah how, how did that come about because mm-hmm. it's a it's a i mean i'm not clinical at yeah. all but it's a fully encompassing it's yeah. almost like an encyclopedia it is. of dentistry yeah it is i'm how very proud of it um so uh, basically oh, thank you um, i've been a foundation trainer since 2004 and um in between um i so before in year 2000 i completed i have to tell you this very quickly in year 2000 i completed my master's in clinical dentistry and um it was a two-year full-time program in queen mary which i was like i left i was traveling in australia i left australia specifically to study this mclean dent because it was a new program hands-on and I just was like I had applied for it so many times so um, I I worked in Australia for a year um, as a dentist and a flying dentist and I did quite a lot of extractions and in the Northern Territory treating Aborigines I had an amazing experience and then anyway I left to come back to to the UK to um, to start my M clean dent and um, and then uh, what happened was, guess who examined me on my thesis for my M-Clean Dent, which I smashed my thesis, by the way. Guess who examined me? Go, Can you hazard a guess? The on. guy who wanted me to leave dentistry. Yes, oh, wow. he was there. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, wa- when oh, I walked brilliant. in and in Eastman's and I saw him sitting there um, facing me, I thought, oh, shit, there you go, Nicola Gore, you're going to fail this. And I thought to myself, why should I fail it? I know everything. And yeah. then I started talking about my thesis and, um, and um, my introduction and my conclusions and my methods and my statistics. And I knew it inside out. The guy was just like staring at me. He didn't say anything. Then afterwards, we all went for drinks to a local pub near Eastman. And he sat down and he goes, Nicola, I'm really happy that you didn't leave dentistry. And that you... I was going to ask Lovely. you, did he, did yeah, he remember he remembered you? me. Yeah, he, did. he did remember me. Wow. And he said, I'm so happy that you didn't leave. You would have lost a good person. Um, 
Oh, good for him for saying that. Yeah, exactly. And that settled the dust. (laughs) But going back to dentistry in a nutshell, um, I I had so much knowledge in my head. So every year I was teaching the trainees. Um, One year in 2019, I thought, you know what? Everything I'm teaching them, um, um, I don't want it to get diluted because as we get older, we we forget a few things. I thought to myself, isn't it? We we dilute stuff. So I thought, you know what? Um, From this trainee in 2019, her name was Kavita. I said, are we going to write things down, Kavita? And we're going to, like, every tutorial we do, I want you to create a flowchart on, on, on a topic. Like, so, in, for instance, if you're doing crown preparation today, I want you to write it down step by step on how we're doing a crown. Checking patient's medical history, getting informed consent, um, you know, checking the fees, mm. uh, signing the forms, um, you know, then uh, deciding what crown you're going to do. So, step by step approach. And we started putting these together. And um, um, in a few months, I had so much. I had topics on crowns, bridges, dentures, veneers, name it. We had like a big log. And I, I was look, flicking through it one day and they were all either handwritten or on computer. And I thought, this is going to make a bloody good book. And at that time, <laughs> I was following Rabia on Instagram. You know, Instagram to me was new. I yeah. started my Instagram in March 2019. And um, I was just following Instagram, uh, you know, uh, Rabia. And I thought, oh, she's such a nice girl. She was talking about all her cases. I knew she was young. Um, I messaged her on Instagram. I said, Rabia, um, I have a project. She goes, who are you? I said, I'm Nicola. You know, I've been following <laughs> you. Uh, I have a project. Can you come and help me? And she goes, um, where are you? I said, I'm in Harrow. She goes, oh, I live near Harrow. I'm coming just now. So she came, despite the fact that her husband said, who's this weirdo like messaging you on Instagram and wanting you to come? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. I have a good feeling. She seems nice. So she came. She met up with me. And um, I said to her, look, I've written all the restorative section. There's bits which I really don't like, like trauma, dental emergencies, uh, oral medicine, pediatric dentistry. Can you help me? And she goes, yes, of course. So she started putting it together. We started looking at different formats. And then it hit lockdown. It hit lockdown in March 2020. She um, fell pregnant. She wasn't feeling very well. We sort of put um, a stop to it. And then uh, back in September 2020, uh, we started again. And um, then we, then with my foundation trainee at the time, Puya, I started like working, putting photos together. And then there was another guy, Milad, who was, he was my secretary in, in British Iranian Dental Association, a fifth-year dental student at the time in Glasgow. He started helping me as well. And all of a sudden, by the time it hit June, we got a draft of the book. Uh, and it was a book. And we were like, oh, my God, wow. this is a book. <laughs> so um, it, it just yeah. all came together like so quickly. And it was as if it was meant to be. And now we are so proud mm. to say that every dental school in UK, in the library, there's three copies. Uh, proud to say that um, there's loads uh, being sold abroad in Australia, America, uh, China, Vietnam. We, we've got a genius link where we can follow where the, the clicks are happening on Amazon. So that's happened. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we've done so many talks now, you know, in different dental schools about the book. And uh, it's just become like, it's so real. And um, I sometimes have to slap myself like, is this really happening? <laughs> so yeah. fun. I tell you what's mm-hmm. interesting. I, I was going to say, where did you get the time? But I think really smart to use the time yeah. 
with the dentist yeah. and you know saying right, well, let's prepare it while yeah. they're because they've got to do it anyway. I thought oh, that's a really I was say, small well, you end up creating yeah. it yeah. in yeah. real really time, yeah. and like you say, yeah. I suppose there's, there's there's a few things, isn't yeah. there? Like you say, there's the the potential dilution and loss of content yes. as you don't remember everything exactly. yourself. But for future generations yes. to use that as their start yes. point, because yeah. okay, dentistry. Yeah. You know, there are going to be some changes in terms of technology yeah. or approaches yes. or the way that Digital, people go about procedures. Yeah. But at least you, mm-hmm. yeah, at least you've got mm-hmm. a really good basis to start. You know, ba- with. So, the will base- there be a second edition Ooh, coming? Oh, Andy, you're so clever. <laughs> yes, the second edition <laughs> is well on the way. We, I'm hoping to publish yeah. it in December, and uh, it's going to be this. This current book is 300 pages. It's going to be 600 pages. The other book. I'm adding wow. five more chapters. And we are very lucky. We've got a string of specialists who are helping me. So each um, chapter is going to be allocated to a specialist. So they're going to author that um, chapter, like orthodontics, uh, implants, toothwear, digital smile design, biomimetic dentistry. You've got loads of different, like these are up to date topics, like that. You know, a lot of dentists yeah. don't even haven't even heard of. So, um, you know, digital versus analog smile design, uh, biometric dentistry is a very new concept um, uh, of bonding fillings, bonding crowns on lace. So, you know, to increase the success rate. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited, and um, I make a lot of time for this because I just really love it and I enjoy it. Every night I'm mm. on Zoom, like from 8:30 p.m. till about 11:30, with the different specialists working on the different chapters. And guiding them oh. on, um, you know, how I want tables. I want it this way. Let's put this way. Writing the sub chapters with them, and then filling in the they're filling in the content. So, um, yeah, it, it's honestly when you start, it's it's just a start point. Is hard, isn't it? In everything, once you start it, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, the ball rolling. Start, yeah. It just sort of ideas yeah. come. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, it's that thing that you said earlier on that if you share ideas with people and talk to people about it, it becomes, it real. becomes real. And then yeah. suddenly you've got to mm. do it because other people know about it, and you don't want to let other people yeah. down. So suddenly it's like, yeah. well, mm. I've got to do it now because I've yeah. told people about it. Well, they say yes. in the book, the hardest bit is the first yeah. line. Yeah. How do you start How do you your start book? book? Yeah. yeah. I was walking down the yeah. path. Yeah. Because once you've got the flow, then you've got Absolutely. the flow. Absolutely. And if the, if that wasn't mm-hmm. enough, if that if that wasn't <laughs> enough, you then decided yeah. to found the British Iranian yes. Dental Association yeah, as well. Absolutely. I hardly sleep. I mean, obviously there's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously the Iranian community in dentistry is yes. quite strong, and particularly the kind of the Swedish yes. Iranian connection yeah. as well. So what yeah. was the what was the driver to pull together all the, all the, the Iranian dentists? So um, basically, um, you know, when March 2020 hit and sort of we all closed our practices, mm. um, it was quite an unknown yeah. uh, territory for us. We were very scared because we didn't know what how mm. we're going to survive, our income, you know, pay our bills, yeah, feed yeah. our kids. You know, that was for everybody, not just us, uh, for mm. every business. And uh, what happened was um, initially there was a group of dentists um, run by my Mike Shaw, um, I don't know if you know Mike Shaw, he's a laser guy, he's, he's, he's from Isle of Wight, and Taslim Ahmed, so they, they, they were on a WhatsApp group for lasers, like doing laser dentistry, and then they started talking about, um, you know, lockdown, and how it's impacting us, and all, or things like that, and I was on that WhatsApp group, and then I started mentioning about things like PPE, and I think, guys, you know, we need to think about mm. PPE, because if we're going to open up our practices, we need 
PPE, we need masks, where are we going to get all these from? So they started showing interest in mm. me that, okay, this girl seems to know what she's talking about. Uh, so then mm. um, I, I uh, became uh, part of this group where I was just looking into PPE, uh, you know, level two, level three PPE, AGPs, you know, I was getting quite like, intense about like knowing what to do um you know how to run our practices and then we made our group uh, into a group called pandora that laser groups uh, became oh, pandora group. yes yeah and um yeah i think oliver did some work with those guys i yeah. think he went to the other yes, and did some that's work with correct micron show micron show and um i yeah. We, in fact, Frank Taylor's gave it um, something to do with. I think we were part of Pandora, yeah, some sort of valuation. Were you? Something yeah. Offer. Ah. Yeah, something like okay. that. Yeah, Okay. Well, Shaz Memon did the website for them. I'm on the, on the website yeah. at the moment. And so when I um when I was like doing all this and we're on Zoom talking and um you know doing being very active i thought you know why am i not doing this for my own community which were like people were struggling so um i, I with mm. my group of friends I, I i opened up another whatsapp group and i stuck all my iranian friends whether they're swedish dentists uh, you know english then british iranian dentists whoever i said you know guys yeah. join in i've got i want to have a zoom meeting i want to tell you what i know so I had a Zoom meeting oh, wow. and I told them yeah. everything I knew on things. You know, this is where you're going to buy this. This is what you need. This is how you're going to open up your practices. These are the protocols, sending them all sorts of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know. How many How many did you get to that first meeting? So the how first meeting we had 70. 70 people on the first meeting. And then gradually people oh, yeah, yeah, people were telling each other, you know, we have to join this group. Nicola Gore has started. And then we, we became about 200. And the WhatsApp group was just not handling it wow. anymore. So then um, me and Matt <laughs> were like, should we like make this into an association? And I said, yeah, I think it's going to work. So I said, for an association, you need a committee. So all, all my best friends, I gave them a, a, a job. Your vice president. President. I'm president. <laughs> You're vice president uh, UK. I had a vice president Wales, a dentist who works in Wales and Cardiff. Then I had um, uh, like Matt is my co-founder. <laughs> so like we, just out of the blue, uh, we have a legal affairs guy. Um, we have um, who else do we have? So we have like uh, education, communication. You know, we have a big wow. committee now. And so so overnight, mm. we had I organized committee members um we organized the website overnight uh, and then we named ourselves british dental association and then one of the guys in the whatsapp group one of the dentist artists we gave him some ideas he said can you design a logo he designed a logo all this so by april 2020 uh, we had a british iranian dental association and I was, I'm the president wow. and, and yeah, co-founder. Within, within a month of Within lockdown. a month of, this lockdown was so good. Honestly, it gave us so many ideas. My ideas were just like flourishing for the book, for the association. It was just like, whew. I've sort of got this, I've got this picture in my head of Nicola, <laughs> who, who, I, you know, you're, you're, you're a bit of a driving yeah. force, Nicola. I, I'm, I am. I'm, you know, from our conversation mm. here of like, you've got these groups saying, right, uh, I'd like you to be the president. And they're thinking, yeah, well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <Yeah. I've> got, <laughs> I, I really want to yeah. do this because Nicola's really enthused about it. It's, sort of, it's almost like this this, right, yeah. this this force of water is coming towards you. No, Honestly, uh, I, I, no, I we can't do anything. I decided I want to be a president, so I'm a president now. <laughs> yeah. I, did you get yourself, did you get yourself one of those nice little sort of like uh, necklaces? Yeah. I have, yes, I have a beader chain actually. <laughs> 
one of those that you put your card. <laughs> yeah, I have everything. <laughs> and also we have a, we have student members now. We have 150 students. We have a student committee as well. And uh, the students are very active. Uh, we have like they meet in the park. They go on outings. They go to Thor Park. They, you know, they're, they're just like, you know, very active. So um, and and the galas we have, have, they have to be either student dental students um, or they have to be GDC registered uh, dentist, British Iranian dentist. So it's a little bit, mm. I've made it a bit exclusive purely because such a thing has never existed nowhere in the world. Mm. And uh, so... But the thing is, I think I think by keeping it exclusive, yeah. it resonates with that audience because yes. there's lots of general groups yeah. out there. Mm. But what you've created is something for a specific community. Yeah. So mm. I think keeping it quite exclusive isn't isn't a bad yeah. thing because then mm -hmm. there's a relevance to everybody that's in yes. the group the association yes. yes yeah and it's you're only exclusive by mm. birth yeah or nationality mm. aren't you, you know, it's, it's not anything it's about for well you are one or yeah. you aren't one you know, it's as simple as that so, really. yeah so we, we ha we've had negative feedback needs. about it that like oh why, i was going to yeah. ask you had you had any people oh, yeah. sort of like calling you elitist yeah. or racist so you always get like. things like that uh, but when i've sat down i've explained to them that you know this is purely i want to keep it like this because uh, otherwise there's no point what what's the point of an association and um uh, and they've mm. then understood my uh, ethos behind it and my vision and my mission mm. yeah. and one of my visions and missions is that i want to touch the new generation of British Iranian dentists mm. and I want them to carry the legacy and I want to be like a role model to them to um, to tell them mm. that you can do anything you want you know you can do it and uh, I want them to carry this legacy so to pass pass the baton to somebody else younger than me who can mm. actually be the next president and then they pass it to somebody else and someone else mm. and we keep this going for years to come so at the but also, it's, it's sometimes that thing, isn't it? You you could share a message through um, Beza, yeah. isn't it? You could share a message through yeah. there that they might not get from someone yeah. else. You know, it might yeah. be there, but because they've got a better affinity with yeah. you, mm. they'll listen yeah. to your message, but they might not listen to the same message from True. someone else. Yeah. So, you know, the I more that really you can good. get the messages yeah. out. Yeah. Brilliant. Honestly, mm. honestly, I, I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, only, I, I'm only listening to you, and I'm exhausted. Oh, but <laughs> so it's think, like a tsunami of yeah. door, isn't it? <laughs> Nicholas tsunami yeah. door, almost. But also, it becomes head. it becomes infectious yeah. because the people you work with, the people in your yeah. team, the people mm. you you know mentor, yeah. they will share all yeah. that energy. Mm. So they yeah. will then go on and live their lives in That's a different true. way. As a result but, of you know, the, the positivity that you bring. I think the thing bring. is, uh, Andy and Chris, we have to enjoy it. You know, if it becomes a chore, you won't do it. It's because I enjoy it, I do yeah. it. And, um, you know, yeah. and uh, what, what it is is that I'm, I'm very blessed. I've got such good people like, um, you know, I've got Kish, I've got Jin, I've got um, all my uh, current FDs. I've got Puya, Kavita, Ali, you know, Ali from Two Dentists and Puya. You know, I've got... Like I've got a whole yeah. herd of people around me who give me that mm. enthusiasm that I can't stop. You know, because of them, I mm. can't stop. You know, and I and uh, and they actually mm -hmm. always um, they they're always so encouraging, and they always say, you know, um, you know, they say so many mm. nice things about me that I just think that I can't stop. And I need to carry on, and, mm. and you love it. I think that's mm. the that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? You love it. You know, I don't know how long we've been talking—forty-five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But your passion yeah. 
and enthusiast and mm. is you know it's pouring out yeah. of the screen oh thank mm. you but the thing is you know yeah, you say amazing. you know like you say you you know your your fds yeah. and you know you mentioned kish and jim yeah. they're kind of living embodiment and examples yes. of of you know the help that you've yeah. given them so you, you know it's almost like magnets they yeah. kind of pull together yeah. don't they you know you're taking mm. you know strength from them yeah. and they're taking it from well, you, you know, so it's, kish like I say, it's, kish it's a lovely jim, lovely kish story and jim are a big example of of the you know that they never forget where they started from and they always like honestly mm. uh andy and chris they always mention me and i just feel so humble i'm so blessed that you know they always i, I, I played a very small part in their career a tiny tiny part uh but they always mention me and it shows how great these people are you know kish and jin are amazing and they're mm. such good role mm. models for the younger but generation also Nicola, i think Mm. Yeah. yeah but no, also no. i think sometimes you know you say you played a small part but yeah. i think sometimes we underestimate the small things that happen that have a mm. big impact on people yes. and at you the know, beginning it, yeah. it, yes i think it's that thing is that you you yeah. you started their journey yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could have started it in a really bad yeah, way. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it's those, it's, true. But it's those lollipop yeah. moments, isn't it? Yeah. You know, something yeah. happens, and for you it might be quite small and yeah. insignificant, but actually it really made somebody think deeply. Yeah about what mm. they're doing or the direction they take or how they yeah. behave and that might change everything going yeah. forward so yeah. no no it's it's, 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 it's it's i think it's fabulous so and nicely I said i think we've caught you at a really yeah. good time i think <laughs> i think on the back of the, the, the you know the book yes. and beader and everything yeah. else i think it's a it's a great mm. time to be having a conversation yeah. we always mm-hmm. um we always finish up in the same yeah. way. We always right. like to ask our guests the, the same all, two questions. Yeah. We lean forward uh, and listen. Yeah, we, we, we get, 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 get to your yeah. soul. Um, so our first question is, if you could be a fly on the wall with mm-hmm. somebody in a certain situation, mm-hmm. so when would that be and, and where would you be? So um, I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm just like, so difficult. Um, but I chose you, Andy. <laughs> I, I, yes, oh, really? because <laughs> um, <laughs> because you've done a lot um, for the industry. Uh, you've been, you know, uh, I know that um, you know you bought FDA out in two thousand, and you know you've you've gone from strength to strength with this good man, uh, with, 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 good with man. Chris, and you know you guys have done so much for the industry. Honestly, it's like uh, mind-boggling, you know, to see and you connected with people. You're everywhere, you know. You you try and connect. You try and do different things you're good people and um you know i always like to learn from people like you guys on you know entrepreneurs and um that is something that uh, i would love to be a fly on the wall to see what your day-to-day is what your routine is um how you make it happen and um, you know how do you connect with people you know what what is the secret coffee tea coffee i'm up well, for shorts. it <laughs> wearing shorts and okay tea, tea shorts and uh, tea coffee and shorts i think and without doubt we're yeah. we're very fortunate we have one another yeah. people often talk about like venn diagrams mm. and i think there's a there's a crossover but we're strong in different areas but like you've said mm. a number of mm. times we've got a great team of people yeah. so that frees us mm. up to kind of come up with ideas yeah. and plan for the next 10 years because we don't have to do so much of the day That's stuff and going on. um yeah. but yeah i mean you'd be welcome if you want to come and join us for a day i would love to um, you can and also what, what i to. want that'd to learn be, from amazing. both of you is that how uh, how do you how do you learn to trust each other working together in a business because you know you're not like you know husband and wife like me and matt do you know what i mean how do you learn to trust each other that you say Chris, I trust you. Chris says, Andy, I trust you. You'd go for it. 
you know, and I respect what your ideas are. And that's something very important in any business. Mm. Mm. I think for us, we we worked together in a bank before we bought Frank Turner Associates. Mm. We worked together mm-hmm. in a bank and we worked it's together on super, a project. Super intense project. Oh, really? The intensity of uh-huh. it. We worked... So the, the, the so the madness is we actually only worked we only knew one another for three months before we decided no to buy a business wow. together. But yeah. du- during those three uh-huh. months, we probably worked 14, 16 hours a day wow. together because we were working on a project for the bank that we had to get mm. delivered, and there was nobody else that understood wow. it apart from uh-huh. us two. So we we probably spent mm-hmm. the equivalent of two years work wow. in, three, in months. three months, and I think it was that intensity mm-hmm. where mm. we had to trust one another. Mm-hmm without yeah. doubt because we wouldn't have got the job mm-hmm. done so because of that that intense start to our relationship yeah. there was that that trust in terms of we think very similar ways mm-hmm. in terms of our business decision mm-hmm. making and we just get to a point where you know if i make a decision chris will back mm-hmm. me even if he doesn't completely agree with what yeah. i've done and, and vice mm-hmm. versa so that in terms of growing a business yeah. you're able to grow it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're able to mm-hmm. grow it slightly quicker than other yes. people because you've got two people. Yes. And it doesn't matter which one you talk to, you're going to get the same yes. answer. So you have the same business ethos, uh, both of you. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. Have, and yes. you trust each other. Yeah, it's exactly. about being uh, about being honest. Yeah. yeah. We've always we always went mm. down the route, you know, when we worked mm. together, let's say in in a mm. bank, we had to have some extremely tricky conversations yeah. with yeah. other people that we were working mm. with, but we always did it. We felt in a way that mm. was kind mm-hmm. but firm mm-hmm. and honest mm-hmm. and and that's sort of our premise for for when we bought the business everything we do it's open yeah. and honest you know, we, we we are we mm-hmm. we know we could have made late more mm-hmm. money if we'd have been mm-hmm. uh, less honest mm-hmm. <laughs> than we are yeah. because we know what what we could have done because we've seen other people do yeah. it but we're, we're also in the fact of we wanted longevity, mm. didn't we? We mm. wanted a business that was going to yeah. last and be a legacy mm. for, for us, mm-hmm. not just something that comes, mm. we make you know loads of money and then disappear yeah. and then screw everybody <laughs> over because yeah. that's just no. not the way I we are. I mm. think doing the right mm-hmm. thing is, it, is yeah. way more important than, than yeah, lots of other definitely. materialistic yeah. things. I think if you keep doing the right mm-hmm. thing, over time you, you win. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean you win financially, yeah, yeah. but you win in terms mm-hmm. of the the output that you get. Yeah. Um, well, oh, you good. Done, you, you guys have done. So, so I'll be a fly one day. <laughs> you, 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 you can be our fly. We'll put, you can come over coffee and you can watch us at I'll work. I'll be there. And then our second mm-hmm. follow-up question You might is, be disappointed. <laughs> no, never, <laughs> <Yeah>. never, never. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and if you could if you could meet somebody, yeah. if you could sit down and mm-hmm. have dinner or a coffee or a glass of mm-hmm. wine, who would you like to, to meet given the opportunity? They can be dead. They could be dead, okay. <laughs> but I, I think Yeah, they don't have to they don't have to be yeah, a living person. I, I think um I I was I thought about this and uh, growing up I um, Many people, listeners, if they're younger generation, they wouldn't know this person. Uh, but growing up, I grew up with with sort of Jane Fonda in my head uh, because I I, I oh, love okay. exercising. I do Pilates. Uh, I make time. Exercise is part of my life. It's not like a chore. Um, you know, um, I exercise is in my routine, like eating, sleeping, drinking. It is my routine, and I don't do it to lose weight. I lo- do it because I feel it's like part of my life you know and I've got to be uh, healthy Mm. get my lymph 
going, you know, all that. And anyway, so Jane Fonda um, is is the person who I would like to sit with, have dinner with, and see what's the secret to her youth. Because she's always youthful. She's 87 yeah. now, uh, but she's still exercising. She's, she's still, still acting. Good, yeah. And, um, you know, and she looks amazing. And uh, she's had a hard childhood, um, you know, and hard marriages, like, breaking up. But she's still good. Mm. So um, I want to be like Jane Fonda when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> when, I, when, when I grow, grow up, up. <laughs> <laughs> not going to say grow old, yeah. when grow you get up. To be eighty-seven. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, um, my, my my wife Caroline, we, she watches. Is it Frankie and Grace? Yes, oh. she's in something yeah, called yeah, Frankie she and Grace. Is. Yeah, yeah, she is. And I think that's quite a that's that's a relatively new yes. program. And she's uh, she still looks incredible, amazing. and she's so sprightly. Yeah, she yeah I didn't realize that she was yeah. so old. She's uh, she's eighty-seven. She's but she looks, she so looks amazing, and I want to be like that. I don't want to grow old. <laughs> I want to grow like Jane Fonda. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Well, I think if you keep your energy and passion, you'll stay forever young, Nicola. Yes, yeah. I have to keep It'll the good people around me. Yeah. <laughs> the good people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Aww. Well, lovely, Nicola. Thank you. We could we could talk I all know. night, honestly. I right. think Aww. you've got you've got so many stories. You've got so much going on. Yeah. We could do an episode two in six oh, months, and you'll have that. twenty more ideas. Oh, I'm sure. I'd love that, honestly, guys. Version four. Version four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing my own book, by the way, my autobiography. I'm writing it. Uh, so about all my little oh. stories I have. And also I published a book for my dad um, because my dad passed away last year. And um, he, but I never say he passed oh, away. I always that. say he's alive. Uh, so I've written, um, I've written a little book for him as well in his honor about his, his life. So that's published already under NHS oh, Workers. Lovely. Yeah. So we'll have more to talk wow. about in six months. <laughs> but absolutely no, yeah, yeah we'll definitely do it it's again it's been such we'll an honor to be on your podcast thank you so much for asking me i always look up to you guys no, and you um, yes. and i think you guys are doing a great job and thank you so much for your time and having me no thank you no, nicola thank you, it's, it's, it's been, been really good been really enjoyable thank, thank you very much indeed keep thank well you. you too bye. bye thank you for listening to this episode of dentology where we discuss the business of dentistry if you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.